Hi, I'm the Geordie Chanter and this is my podcast, Geordie Chanter Chats, where I speak with creatives uh, from the arts world regarding books, films, music, theatre, you name it. I think you get the gist. Let's crack on. Jobs are good. got an absolute stomper of an episode for you this week. Um, This is John Murray, singer-songwriter from Mississippi originally, Um, Little Colour Balloons and all that. Uh, I've got a really big bumper episode for you here now. It's two hours, but it's worth the listen. Honestly, sit back, get yourself a glass and enjoy. Welcome, John. Hello. How are you? All right? No, don't worry, that's right. Are you keeping well? Oh, uh, yeah, it's, it's freezing cold, you know? Mm. It's like, it's literally like, it's freezing today, so... Uh, yeah, I'm alright, it's just cold. So you're now, you're now living in, uh, in, in Ireland, Kilkenny, is that correct? These uncertain times at the minute, um, obviously with the pandemic that we've had, it's been a bit of a bit of a pain. But um, you know, I think things will get back to normal. But you've still been active. You've you've obviously brought out this uh, this new EP, um, and you know, this, how did that come yeah, about? That, that kind of that kind of came about because of the pandemic in a way. I mean, it's a it's that, that's a well, not I wouldn't say that. That's something I've been doing for. Lost a bit of audio there. Hang on. The mic, it knocked your mic off. Yeah. Right, got you back. Um, I just started thinking about, you know, songs I wanted to do for no real reason and all that. And, uh, and so, uh, I sent them to the label, like, a handful of them, maybe. When I was in France in, like, March or something. And, uh, and we kind of put it together. You know, and it was kind of because we delayed the, we had to delay the release of the record, so. Mm. So it's kind of like a stopgap kind of thing, but it was like, it's, I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad that stuff got out there. It's, it's just stuff that I've been 
want to do for a while. Yeah, and some of it's newer, and some of it's been around. Like, I've, I've been sitting on for several years, so. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's some interesting sort of, um, you know, covers on there. You've got, like, Peter Gabriel, you've got a, you've got an ABBA one, you've got Super Trooper, um, obviously <laughs> in your own in your own sort of uh, unique um, fashion. So uh, what was the what was the inspiration behind those? Did you sort of have those in, in mind, or did you just think, hey, it'd be good to do these ones or what? No, that's kind of a, no, no, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, the, um, some of them were, okay, like, they, each one in the covers, and that's why I think they kind of sit, they, they don't, or maybe they don't sit together, you know? Mm. They're, um, they're, they're all because somebody told me, or because, um, Either because someone told me that that uh that I should do mm. that song, like, like a, a friend, you know, it was like, listen, you got to, I know you don't know this, but you should do this or something like that, you know. Yeah. Or it's because something like with the attitude, like my daughter, mm. she loves mom, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, so like we would watch mommy over and over again. <laughs> I was like 2009, and like I was living in Tupelo, and uh, like I had quit. Um, it makes for a really intriguing listen, and uh, obviously you put your own, your own sort of slant, your musical slant on it, and um, I think it's great. It's really, really good. Um, you know, just in time for you know these these sort of uncertain times, and I think it uh, it sits perfectly. So yeah, are you continually writing? Is that something you do, or do you, are you just? What, what, what? Okay. You know what I mean? Like it would, it would destroy the. If I if I sat down every day and that kind of um, I think 
think other people are able to do this, but <clears throat> if I, I sat down every day and, and, and wrote music, then, you know, uh, it would, it would just, it would sort of, it would, it would kill the reason why I do it. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think it's something that I do more <clears throat> in, um, in response. Yeah. To, to life or in, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a, it's in relation to living, mm-hmm. you know? So, first sort of um came to hear about you it was actually funny enough it was it was from a a tweet that um mark etzel put out and he said you know check this kid out he's he's fantastic and uh, the, the first time i heard you was with the work that you did with bob frank um because he did a couple of albums and an ep um and i got those and it was you know i was blown away and then quickly after that obviously the grace of sage came out um in 2013 um which you know fantastic heartfelt songs on there and you know I've, I've i've been lucky enough to see you now i think four times um when you've come to the uk and um you know each time i've seen you um you know the performances are really heartfelt it seems like you know you're really living those 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 well, tunes I, uh, yeah i gotta tell you that I, I don't think i think i realized like while during this pandemic that it's not so much that i'm a like a songwriter or a guitar player or a, a singer or any of that but it's more like like I really like I, I don't maybe it's the wrong word but like performing mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I like performance like, like that's what I do I think more mm-hmm. so than the other things and it's, it's just become yeah I, I, I appreciate that I think probably everyone who won those shows that you saw were things that I was terribly kind of ill prepared for you know and the band was like well, I, we never never seem to be able to practice enough And that, that live that live scene, it's uh, it's something that we all miss. And um, being a performer myself, and obviously you know you are, it's it's something that you. 
I don't know if it's a craving, but it's it's certainly um it's something in you that you can't you can't sort of um replicate and, and it needs to be done. Um so you know, the sooner we can get back and do that the better. And uh I think I, I caught you before uh, a gig uh, that you played quite an unusual place the last time, um up in uh, Middlesbrough in a laundrette and uh, we met before oh, and we had it oh, that was, that was really neat. yeah I know I remember talking to you of course and you know I think we were sitting over there we were standing over by the when you come in the door you know if you okay. go to the left what would you call that the little, it's like the, the seating area where your clothes are that's right door, you know? yeah yeah <clears throat> but, um, but you know the, that, that was that was amazing um, <clears throat> the uh, the uh, the acoustics in there were incredible they sounded good oh. they sounded really good we, 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 I mean, we had, we had two drummers. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we had two drummers and crap like that, you know. So, and it was really, like, and it was really quite intimate as well. It was that, that, that's what I like about it. I mean, there was a lot of people in there. Don't get us wrong, but it was like no, a nice, no, but, but nice the audience room. was very really like, yeah, the audience was really like when we when we when we got there. I mean, there was a really, I thought, I thought, yes, I don't know if. Uh, I don't know how well this is going to work because it's so intimate, you mm. know? Yeah, it yeah. Worked really, it worked really, really well. Like, it was, yeah, it was great. Yeah. And the backdrop, yeah, very strange. The backdrop, obviously, you've got the old, these old lone tracks behind you and then the band set up and, and people sat on sort of wooden chairs. But no, it was, it was great. It was a great night. But I remember having a chat with you beforehand and obviously your love of hats, the same as mine, you've got one on there today. And you were saying... Yeah, <laughs> Tom Stapleton gave me this. So he's like, uh, Tom's a, you know, I think if you, if you told him, you said to Tom that you were a promoter or something like that, he'd be like, oh, Jesus, I, I wouldn't want to describe it. Like, this is, this is a, like, a new little, you know, like, sunny gold tweet. Uh, and uh, he gave it to me. He said that, uh, he said that it didn't suit him, you know. And I really think people, when they went, when they got flat caps and stuff, it, it, they don't, they don't realize that if they're big, you know, mm. and if it looks big on your head, then it's good. Definitely, that looks, that looks a cool hat. Yeah, it's a great hat. But you know, people like when they—I think you know—I'm just saying—if you were listening to this, go get the hat. It's, and it's too big for your head. That's good. Definitely. You know what I mean? That's how it's supposed to look. Like you can wear it about three or four different ways. Tom didn't—he <clears throat> didn't—he didn't like it, so he gave it to me when I first came over. And I kind of held on to it. The whole, I have held on to it the whole time. So, Definitely. I'm not sure that, like, I'm not sure that my sort of love of the hat doesn't kind of, like, I don't know. I was talking to this girl yesterday, and she makes hats, and I was like, oh, this could work. You know I, mean? <laughs> I, mean, I, really, I mean, I'm still thinking that, though. It really could work, because she makes hats, and she was like, I don't know about, I think you need a new hat. And I was like, well, you can make it if you want. Thing or just thing that you would wear or whatever for 
hundreds of years and then all of a sudden you know it's just kind of <clears throat> like uh the only people are wearing hats are rednecks and baseball caps you know mm. and so it's, it, like, it's kind of like it's, it's strange like uh i don't know i think i think we've kind of like society has kind of fallen into the trap of just i don't know like it's funny we we see ourselves as being really interconnected and we see our world as being you know really really diverse and all of that but like in, in reality like we're just on facebook mm. telling each other what to do you know yeah. and um and agreeing with each other just being with each other but like I, I had a talk with my daughter the other day about like she she asked me like she's going you know why are people like this on online like and she was showing me where she had commented on someone else's idiotic political opinion and i've said like that's probably part of the problem maybe is that you're commenting on someone with you know like they've got this opinion and mm. they're not going to change and all that but she was kind of talking about the mechanics the way people interact with one another and you know it was just this kind of it's like, it's like this it's this really sad kind of um, devolution as opposed to you know evolution into kind of us being uh, I don't know I mean we've gotten to a strange place haven't we where um, we're not really we're not supposed to be different than one another unless we're different in the same way mm. <laughs> you know unless we're exactly you know like unless we fit into this neat sort of box of, of being different in so specific way we're not supposed to um, we're not supposed to we're not supposed to hold opinions that are different than Opinions that are already considered acceptably mm-hmm. different. Almost you know? definitely, most definitely, and that comes down to sort of even the the way people dress and the way people look. I mean, you know, we're talking about hats there, because you know, I I've got trilbies, I've got f- flat caps, I've got all sorts, and I wear them. And sometimes people will say, "My friends, you know, go, you know, what's with the hats?" And it's it's different, and it it gives a it gives a different look. Uh, you, you stand out. Yeah. I think they're they're a thing of beauty, but uh, you know, it's almost. See, that's part of what you just said, too, like standing out—that's a good thing. How's that? You know what I mean? Definitely. We started to look at—we started to look at this as a bad thing, and in reality, like, <clears throat> isn't it a good thing? Like that it's, it's um its something that just—it encourages other people to not be afraid to. No, definitely. How is that a bad thing, right? Most definitely. I mean. It, but it is, it's weird because people think, oh, yeah, it's it's almost like you've got it. And I, and I say it with, with, um, with my kids, you know, they're going through and they're all, all the younger ones sort of tend to dress and look the same and got the same haircuts. And you think, all right, that's cool. Yeah. But it's very much so that they feel accepted. And if you were to do something, yeah. like put a hat on, they're worried in case they would get shunned from that sort of accepted group, which is weird. Because yeah. um, I think... Yeah. I think the most interesting people are the, are the ones who are who are a bit out there and, and, and are very individual and, and aren't afraid to sort of show oh, that. I, I, absolutely. Like, I think it's, it's, a, it's a shame that we could potentially get to a place where we don't, we don't know. Um, we don't know what an eccentric is anymore. Mm. Yeah. Like, we're pretty, close, we're pretty close to kind of pushing away. Um, just pushing away the kind of the the not not even the I, I don't not even the weirdo or like the whatever but just the, the person that is just doesn't give a shit and does what they want 
want to do. You know, we're mm. really, we've really, I, I think this goes, to, uh, but I think that, I think this stretches into, like, uh, you know, like with my daughter, like, um, like my, my fear for her is that, you know, there it was, it's not so much anymore, but my fear was that, you know, in the last couple of years, like cocaine prices and ecstasy prices have gone down, mm. but we and other things like you know kids are going to get into this stuff or yeah. they're going to find it somehow right so like I would way prefer that my kid like say smoke pot and uh, eat mushrooms and, or something like that you mm. know than mm. I would that he start like doing coke or that she you know that she drink honestly like mm. you know in the in the states like people don't I don't know it'd be a bad idea um, but there's this way that like um, the even the even the, the drugs that are kind of fed to that are pushed on people, you know, the prescription mm. drugs, things like it's all of that stuff. Like it's all it's all stuff that allows people to look look and and be more similar. You mm. know, I mean, I think I think I think begin with like caffeine. You know, they're all productivity yeah. kind of tools. Um, so it's like our kids are kind of living in this almost. I don't know. Does it almost seem like they're kind of in a they think they think you're a lunatic, don't they? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, my, my daughter thinks I'm. Recently, she started thinking that she was more. I think it hit her that she was like actually related to me. You know, <laughs> and she's almost just like me, and she's like, "Oh damn it! Like I feel really sorry for you." You know, I was like, oh, thank you. Finally, now you understand. Now you understand. It's great. Like now you're suffering too. It's great. You know. You know, it's 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 funny, isn't it? That like, I don't I don't think that uh, I don't even think it's that uh, that the really the the you know sort of the the really interesting or eccentric people are. Uh, I mean, I think we're losing <clears throat> we're losing just width within what we're allowed to be or what we allow ourselves to be. Mm. You know, to the point that we're we're losing we're losing the reference points that are gonna allow kids to actually be interesting people my daughter i don't know about yours but like mm. my daughter is really she's not into like she's really not into much she's into modern music like but she's not into that much mm. you know she's into a whole lot of um like right now she's into a whole lot of like she gets annoyed at like she's she's seeing it seeing someone who like uh they seem to like Nirvana too much, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. You like Nirvana, but she was like, yeah, but everybody likes Nirvana. Like, I'm talking about, like, stuff from the 90s, mm. you know? And I was like, what? And she started talking about loads of sort of strange kind of bread pop that, like, that the stuff that I wouldn't necessarily listen to at the time or to listen to later, you know? Like, mm. like maybe the door was open by, say, Oasis or something like that, you know? Yeah.
in the corner because I mean as I say I think you're right um, I mean from growing up when I was little I used to sort of I've always loved music um, and I dipped into me, me folks' sort of back catalogue um, you know unfortunately I had loads of records so I, I was really quite first on stuff and listened to all sorts of different stuff but again you don't get that now um, you know people don't buy records you know it's, it's mad Yeah. So like, how, 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 who's gonna feel? Who's gonna 
Exactly. You know, yeah. Like, that's what you yeah. There's no point otherwise. Like unless you think that you're making something that's I mean, even almost delusionally great, you know, at some point then you're not you're not letting go enough to to, to create, you know? And uh I think that I think that now like we're in a time when it's just really strange. Like I have the budget that I had for the record, it was a it was a fairly it's a good it's a great budget. But like great budget relative to today mm. a great budget relative to what would not be a complete mess for you to do again John <laughs> and like the same and this is the same as short history of the case like Mike Thomas is really thoughtful about that like what would what'll sort of what'll like yeah, scratch sort of the edge and, and get the thing done that you want to do but and what, and what can be the parameters you know artistically and just creatively that'll still satisfy you know like mm-hmm. making this record the way that you want it to be or the or, or considering like how to make a record in a way that you know can be fun and can be you know engaging but won't sort of keep you from well won't keep you in debt totally in mm-hmm. debt you know mm-hmm. and um and I think that that's a seriously backwards way to consider music mm-hmm. I think that you know when the when the thing being created, um, not not I mean, well, at the same time, I mean I think a lot of music is far more important in a lot of ways, but but I don't think that a record should be like calling card, mm-hmm. you know, unless yeah. it's Roy Geller's calling card, it shouldn't be calling card, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like um, it, it should be a record and it should be something that we're that, that we engage. And I just feel like you know, I can listen to records now and hear the two-dimensionality and here the kind of the bedroom kind of warrior kind of quality to it. And I'm not saying it's bad to make a record at home, but because I've heard great ones done at home. But like, these are all records that are kind of records that that are being, you know, they're becoming huge. Some of these songs are huge, you know, and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing either. I'm just saying everything is starting to sound the same. Mm. And it's been going on for 20 years and nobody gives a fall. You know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, like we're almost at the point where tape is no longer available. And people will argue with me about that. And they'll say that uh, RMS, this company, is creating tape. But yeah, they are. And it's shit. Mm-hmm. And it flakes. And it falls apart. And it doesn't sound the same. So, like, we're almost at this point where, you know, like, for me to get the tape for this last record, we had to seal a reel from Bob Weir. We didn't get mad at us about it <laughs> but it, it was one of the reels from american beauty and we kind of felt bad about that mm-hmm. we didn't know that you know um and we had one two three four four or five other reels of quantities that well we had no we had two reels of quantities we had four reels of gp no that we had two reels of gp nine four reels of like uh impact uh the impact 427 or whatever it is in, in the uh, 477 I'm sorry I'm halfway but the <laughs> but it was hard it, like where I would have paid like if I needed a reel of that what I made the grace to say I would have gone picked up a reel at a guitar center and been mad at myself for getting it there you know mm-hmm. and paid 20 or 30 quid more and I would have paid less than 100 quid now you've got to pay about 500, you know, here was 
Jesus. If, if you find the reels, so I found, we found just enough reels, and then we had to get that one from Bob Weir, that it, and, and, and they were all, they all had to be fake, because they're all old. Mm. You know, the company went out of business years ago, when we were in San Francisco, with the studio, um, and, uh, and, you know, and I realized while we're making the record, this is maybe the last time that I'm going to be able to make, just because of the availability of these things, mm-hmm. this is maybe the last time when I can go, I want that tape, because I know how it sounds, you know, mm-hmm. I know how it's, you know, John Parrish and I have talked about this at length, but like, he got to the place where he was really saying, if we can't get enough reels of, of the, uh, of, 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 of that non-GP9, like, what was it? Four ninety-nine. Damn, I can't. Remember. But it's 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 taped to just it saturates really well, and we use it a lot at closer. And I thought I would prefer to use it. Mm. It was so hard to source the reels, you know. Given, I mean, the internet is huge, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and it's still impossibly difficult to source those reels. So that could that could be one of the. I don't know, like how long is it going to be until we've People will tell you that when they'll go in the studio, they'll buy RMS tape, and they'll keep making analog records, but the machines that they're using even are all the same. They're all, there's no, we use, we use multiple little tape machines, and little, you know, mm-hmm. like, I, I still use a four track a lot, you know, because mm-hmm. that's four track, you know, um, and, uh, and it's just, it's just occurred to me over the last, say, couple of years that, um, that the that the way that we're making music is it's gotten to the point where it's a, it's affecting the music mm-hmm. that is created, or even the way we consider creating music to the point of really really damaging you know possibility and just growth. I don't think that we ever got to a point where say or digital technology or um the guitar or any of the stuff advanced to the point where you can't do something different with it but i think we've gotten to this place where we we think that in order to do something different you ought to be able to step on a pedal mm-hmm. or you ought to be able to press a, press a button key on a computer mm-hmm. as opposed to actually do something yeah, yeah totally get up totally get up and so there's i mean there's like there's no creativity in, the, in that you know there's just it's almost kind of this wittiest you know, and uh, and I mean, I'm the wittiest, so like that's boring. Uh, I would win that, and I don't want to win it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, well, I'm, not, I'm not the wittiest, but like what I mean is, you know, it's it's, it's kind of like who can do the most sort of the, the smartest sort of thing that can be caught, you know, in a recording. I suppose that who can do the look. What, what's the most engaging to us emotionally? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what's the what, what draws us in the most, or what's the most What's the most repulsive even? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, like what things are, like what is it about? You know, when I was, when I was growing up or just, I don't know, like my entire life, I really thought about music as a thing that, um, that exists in, in this kind of space between two worlds, kind of, this space between this world that may or may not exist, like a twilight world almost, and, and this kind of, and, and, and our real world, you know, it's kind of a, their music's a bit like a, a prayer, you know, mm-hmm. in that way. You know, it's like an attempt to to get out, you know, uh, or to transcend or to, you know, like 
you know, you hope that, like, like when you're playing live or I do anyway, that something will change or something will transform that you'll realize you're playing something on the guitar or whatever that you don't know that you're playing. You mm-hmm. don't know what's going on, you know, and it mm-hmm. just is moving through you in a way. So, like, music was always this kind of spiritual kind of thing to me, you know? And now it's a very, if I try to have conversations with most people about this kind of stuff, um, I think this was what was so great about making the last track. It was that's all we did, and everything else was functionally far more. Um, like John, John Parrish is an incredible, incredible producer, and the people he works with are incredible. But was so organized and so free, you mm-hmm. know, that I, real, that I really realized he gets the value of the insanity of everything mm-hmm. and the value of having great engineers around that can keep things in. in Mm-hmm. in place and all that and keep, you know keep things under wraps but like but like I, it, some of the things that when I would when I would think to myself you know I've got to I've got this idea and I want to pitch it to John and like for instance I wanted to run one song I wanted to run everything through this cassette four track and you use pitch control to just go you know and kind of ramp up the modulation because like I get kind of annoyed when I hear a lot of these like younger bands are kind of doing these things that I know that are done digitally and I just kind of go, fuck you, kid. Right. You know, and like, this, like this is what you really do. So we did, we, we did it, you know, and, and uh, I thought I'm going to have to argue with him for a good hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. I used to, I thought every time I, I think this idea I have, he's not going to go for it. So I pitched it to him. I said, you know, get Joe Jones up. We can make sure that the lines are, he was the engineer from Rockfield, you know, mm-hmm. so we can bring him up. The, when we're doing overdubs in Bristol and like we can get you know Joe involved and he goes ah oh, I think that's a great idea John let's have a whole day with Joe we'll <laughs> just play experiment and play another I was like for real it's going to be incredible John you mm-hmm. know yeah. he's going to waste the time he's like no I don't think it's a waste of time at all I think that's exactly what we need to do when it came to other things like if I wanted to play a guitar part again he would go no it's, that's good that's great why do you want to do it again mm-hmm. why would you want to cluttered up so there were things that you know, I really learned a lot from that process but one of the things that I learned was that my insane ideas mm. are the good ones mm. you know and, and if John Parrish thinks that they are then I know that they are definitely, you know? definitely. No, it sounds, it sounds like you're doing doing the right thing and you know being able to do that and, and as you say thinking oh he's not going to go for this and he's just going yeah he's giving you the freedom to really sort of express yourself and um and and, and, and but also hone that like when you you're, you're overthinking and as you say you're saying something about guitar oh, i want to do that again no actually it's it's perfect john you know just leave it the way it is
fans. You know, I hear, I feel this, and I have a relationship with you. Just fight the wild out. I don't want to see it go away. You know, mm-hmm. the father's trying to replace it. And and and, and I kind of, I don't know. It was a very kind of, it's a really interesting experience because we had a limited amount of time to make the record, and you know, relatively speaking, and um, and it it didn't feel pressured in a way that I, I thought it would. It was really kind of. Um, interesting that you know he would say for half a day we can goof off and create tape loops that we cut apart and run around the studio around microphone stands and all of this and then we're recording bells like as they're going mm-hmm. around these things and ranging and you know moving the tape and all the mad kind of things that that's not a waste of time but that you know doing a guitar part is mm-hmm. over yeah. The reason it is is because the creativity, the thing that a person is capable of doing, you know, is the thing that they're sitting up at night thinking, just like me, all right, I'm going to have to pitch this idea to John Parrish and he's going to go, oh, that's insane. Mm-hmm. But if you get to the point where you really thought that idea through and you really are, you know, you just, you just kind of know it's a good idea and you go, okay, listen, John, I'm worried you're not going to go for this, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> Oh, thank God. Like, what else are you going to do? Mm. And I said, 
she goes, I have a degree and all this. And she goes, yeah, but like any job that you get here, you're going to you gonna do it. And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, you'll quit. You know, and it's true. And I've done that with everything. And I think that, you know, we're kind of in a weird time when, like, I'm, I, I, I refuse to work, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I refuse to do it for the sake of, like, art. Like, I, I, I think it's insane that, um, that it's, not, it's unacceptable now. Uh, unless you're posh and mm. unless you're from you know from money uh, and, and unless you can fake authenticity mm. you know mm-hmm. that you can't make a, you can't make a great record you can't even put on a tour you can't put a, a band together you can't do a lot of these things um, <clears throat> because it's it costs money and so the people who are being supported to do this are people who are doing, kind of paying to play in a sense you know mm. and that's just And it's been allowed, and that's been allowed to happen as well. I mean, as you say, but I think that's where the true integrity of the artist is. I mean, you know, you you you're saying, you know, it isn't for the money. It's something that you do. It's in you, and uh, you, you'll always do yeah, that. Yeah. You'll always do yeah. that, and um, I, I think you'll always do it, and and the hope is that you'll be facilitated to do it, so mm. that you can go to places like Rockville and meet more of people like John, but you can, you know. You're still going to do it, right? So Definitely. You're, you're absolutely right. It's just, don't you don't you think it's, we're seeing, you know, a time, when I was at Rockfield, I realized the Sun Roses lived there for 14 months, mm. you know, and then we had, we had about a week, you know? Crazy. I thought, Crazy. I, thought I fucking punched Dan Brown in the side of the head mm-hmm. when I worked at, in Washington. I was like, fuck this. Like, I know I'm better than him. Mm-hmm. And, and fucking Paul Geller will tell you the same goddamn thing. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, you know, they spent 14 months there because they could. And I think it's a funny story and it's a good record. Like, it's strange, mm-hmm. you know? It's, mm-hmm. it's a part of rock and roll history, right? Yeah. Like, um, those kinds of things, like, they're just not happening. And those are the kinds of things that, like, I don't know why we're trying to sanitize rock and roll. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Why we're trying to sort of make it representative of like uh why are we trying to promote like you know Ezra Pound the poet you know he was a fascist mm. you know mm. um New Hampshire was a fascist um Norman Mailer was a misogynistic prick um <laughs> what other what other artists like 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 Tennessee Williams probably had serious issues with his mother in the same way that Michelle Foucault did um No, there are it's incredible, but these are all people who they're not perfect, you know. Mm. Nothing about them is like you know, nothing about them can be sugar cutter. Like when my daughter talks about Oasis, it's funny as hell. I was like, I D B. Like if you're gonna get into this stuff, like is it Liam or Noel? Then you know. Mm. And I'm hoping she'll say Noel and she'll have some fucking sense, you know. Yeah. She goes, Oh yeah, no, it's Liam. No. I was like, that's really. That's so jacked up, dude. That's so fucked up. But see, when when Cody and Luther Dickinson went, you know, from the North Mississippi All Stars, Jim Dickinson's kids that you know, that I grew up with in, in North Mississippi, like, um, he told me one time, like when they when they went to make the first uh, solo record with Noel as his band or whatever, they flew over and they did it. He he flew back and they're like, you know, 
Mm. It's time. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, when did we get to the point where we started to sanitize away these elements of uh, people that are sort of vaguely representative of an element of society that, like, we may or may not like or love, but, like, they're real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Like, Too right, too right. I think yeah, you're spot on there. It's got to represent everything, isn't it? Really, it's it's not just, as you say, a, a perception, a sort of a political, um, you know, accepted thing. It's it's got to be. It's got to be. It's got to be. It's got to imitate life, isn't it? Ultimately. Yeah. The, the, the ethic of it and the aesthetic of it that the people that got together that were willing to in some cases break the law you know yeah, yeah fight back yeah
John Lydon is is now fat and <laughs> and, and 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 he stayed in America too long. Hmm. Is that what happened? What happened to John Lydon? I don't know. But he was supporting Trump the last time I saw him, so there's something yeah. seriously wrong. Well, like, but like, I, I thought John. Okay, for years, like, as, as a, as a, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare to call you an Englishman. <laughs> but like, but like, as a, as a, as a Geordie, like, as a, really? as a Northern, like, as a, yeah, as, as, as effectively an Irishman has been displaced. Um, <laughs> like, can, okay, like, would you not say that John Lydon was like, okay, when I was, when I was younger, I thought, what a brick. Like, I prefer Joe Strummer, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. You know? But then as time goes by, it's like, no, John Lydon's the fucking moral, he's the fucking righteous dude here. Like, oh, he's like the, he's the, he's the punk rock torchbearer, you know? Mm-hmm. And he has been until the last, like, couple of years. And it's just like, what the hell? Like, what you, you doing? Know? Yeah. You like, know? It's a bit, it's a bit like Morrissey in it as well. I mean, he, he was, uh, I loved the Smiths and, um, you know Johnny Moore and Morrison, but now I mean I don't know, I don't know where his his heads at. I mean, well, you know, like okay, here, here's the thing that like, we were having a, me and uh, me and Mick and Johnny have had multiple discussions about this because I like I decided I was going to eat more mushrooms. This is what I've done with a lot of the lockdown. Like I, where I am is like near like grass growing, and so there's just loads of mushrooms and and uh, <clears throat> like this time of year is maybe a good thing to break your brain like for a week and then mm. kind of. <laughs> so it's kind of going on and on and I had this like I don't know I decided I was going to just go ahead and be done with it <clears throat> it didn't work because I found more but um <clears throat> but I uh I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna eat more and wait and hustle and watch and did you know <laughs> just want to see what happens yeah. and, and I thought well, well you know why not so I'm kind of dancing around like I am dancing around <laughs> in between the cottage that I'm living in and then the um, the studio, and um, I don't know if you know, you do, about, you know, Dead 60s and all that. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. Oh, man. All right, so Matt, um, Matt, uh, Matt, the man, and um, he, he's, uh, he's become a good friend. He's come down to finish out that record, and Vinnie Byrne and Enda Malloy, and like, just lovely lads, like, vanishing out that record. So I'm kind of dancing around in between the studio and the, the cottage, and I, I'm just listening to, like I was, I was about thirty years old when I heard, when I really heard the Queen is dead, that you know, mm. for the first time. Yeah. And I thought, fuck me, like I felt like a teenager mm. all of a sudden. Now, like I felt excited about this, having found this band, you know, like in this way. Like I knew Johnny Marr from the Modest Mouse stuff, yeah. and I knew Johnny Marr from the Smiths, but not. We had, you know, we had a. It was, it's very different, sort of like scenes at the mm. time and I, I personally kind of think that the kind of like I think homophobia would have kept even though I'm not really sure that you can call it homophobia towards Morrissey mm. but that's what it would have been in the things it would have kept the Smiths out whereas somehow like a guy like Michael Stipe can kind of yeah. slip through so with R.E.M. and some other bands like the kind of else we, we didn't really have the Smiths um, and I'm kind of listening to it and I'm just dancing around and I'm kind of I'm really tripping balls and <laughs> you know Mick's kind of going pretend this is the compound you know, it was really funny but I, I just yelled out like I was like fuck you guys I love more 
<laughs> yeah, I don't care about his politics. I don't care about his. But but then I started to, you know, Mick and I started to really. I mean, it was funny. We had this real discussion about what are his, what are his motives? Is he even what, like what is his sexuality? Even? Yeah. Like what is it? Is it a projection of a thing that bothers people, or does it all bother him? Or you know, like I like I went to see him one time in San Diego with my friend Jose Diaz. He played uh he played football for Chivas, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's like on the Mexican national team. He's kind of my hero because he got kicked off for failing in a drug test <laughs> two or three times, and he and he was just for a week. Like that's not a performance in no. <laughs> Yeah, well, 
stuff. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to think so. Um, I, I, I hope so. Definitely. I wish you were, I mean, we've elected, we've elected people who are ruining laws and you know, destroying. I mean, we've done things like that. Would I don't know? Like, do we? Did Americans quit being angry when they voted for Trump, or did people quit becoming angry when they voted for Johnson over there? Like, did they just transfer their anger onto these idiot muppets to like do these things? Or, or you know, and I, I don't just mean them. I think on the other side of the table, you've got idiocy. On you know, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. Like in in a, in a lot of ways, but like, why why are we letting go of why are we letting go of the simplest places? that we knew as kids, like when we were talking earlier, you know, why don't we let go of the, the, the avenues of expression that, that allow us to, to be angry at me, uh, and, and express that anger, that frustration with the world, because that's what changes the world, you know what I mean? It's almost like people can't be arsed anymore, there's, there's you know, it's, it's, that's it's, what it feels like. It's yeah. It feels like they just call me off, and it's gonna take like something really hard to hit it, hit it home. And I think, you know, electing people like Trump, Johnson, you know, it's I, I couldn't believe it. I, you know, I'm sitting there and the people not just take notice of the world around them, but like, I know. Uh, I don't know. I think yeah, yeah well, just people aren't engaged in it. Oh well, yeah. Let me tell you this little my cousin, I said Lee, like she's in Columbia, Mississippi, and. You know, she would have voted for Donald Trump almost because it's funny. I think, I mean, I, which is terrifying. I, I don't, mm. also, because that side of the family is just, they like, don't talk to them anymore, but they're, um, and it's been a long time. It's not because of this kind of stuff. I, mean, mm. I, I think we, like, one of the biggest problems is that we, we should be able to disagree about politics. Definitely. Still get along. You know, we should be able to fight with one another without it coming to blows. It's what makes the world go round at the end of the day, isn't it? for 
and so the vast majority of their lives, you know, but a lot of their formative years are spent in Leeds. And their mother um, went over there to work at the hospital and met uh, John, and he, he came over, but he's also, you know, he's me Irish, right? So there's, there's a way that I, I've noticed, like, the kind of relationship between what it means to be what Irishness means. It's mm. becoming more like what Americanness means, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, it's becoming, and Mick and I talk about this a lot, but like the responsibility that is placed on them, like yeah. people have no idea, you have no idea how deeply ingrained their family is and the things that their fucking families, if you live up here, all you know is that somebody made a movie about Charlie Hoy, <laughs> like, you know? Like mm-hmm. the things that they, the things that their family not just knows but was involved in, will never get talked about because they care too much. And you know mm-hmm. that that kind of vanity, just an accent, giving somebody away as being other than, that's really problematic, man. So like, I really thought like, well, so I told you about two kind of directions it's going, but it feels almost like now, this is the time when, you know, you should be doing, you should be making, you know, records that. You should be doing things, getting out of forcing things to happen, mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. And I wonder how close we are to that. And what do you think? Well, I think. Do you I, think that all? I mean, I think. I think we can only sort of. I do think people are, you know, demotivated, sort of can't be arsed, and it's a horrendous place uh, for us to be in. However, I do think, you know, there's like mind creatives like ourselves who actually do give a shit and are trying to sort of push up against it. And uh, and there are those people, if you look around, uh, I mean, you know, we're, we're talking about, we, we're on the same sort of page here. Um, yeah. And I think. I mean, we, we, well, wouldn't we both agree that. totally get it I it's it's whether it's whether the the right people are enthused about it as you say it's the likes of us you know the the 40 somethings or whatever and you're thinking why can't we give the youngins a kill the arse and, and get them to sort of re and I think there is I think what it is I think what it is is that I realized like my daughter said to me a couple of weeks ago for the first time ever and you know the power of this kind of thing she goes you're really cool and I was like well, that's cool. oh my god yeah. can you do that again Right. You say one more time, I'm like, yeah, this may never happen again. You know? And I was like, <laughs> let us bottle know, that, yeah, like, definitely. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. And it really did. I mean, no one else could say to me, you're cool. And I would actually believe that they think, like, only that child who has said, you're an idiot. I yeah. hate you. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Only in that moment. And then I realized, uh, so you actually think you're like your old man now. This is dumb. <laughs> but you know, the hilarity of it is that, like, uh, We did. Yeah. Yeah, like like I had Tim Mooney, and then Tim Mooney before he passed, he gave me a pair of boots, and and then the memorial service, his wife goes, "Where are Joe's boots?" And so I've got the boots, and you know that Joe's. 
mm-hmm. combat boots, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I've had them for years, but they got passed on because, like, uh, Tim was in, uh, let's see, he was in a band called Sleepers at the time before American Music Club, but it's kind of all those bands kind of bled into one another and became American Music Club. And, um, mm. and so, uh, but Tim, Tim did shows with them when they were doing their second record. That, 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 that's the kind of thing that got handed down to me and I'm growing up in Memphis going damn if I had been around back then I know exactly what I would have done you know well now we're, we're in a time where it's real right mm-hmm. and it's like are we too old no <laughs> no we're not no 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 but we just need to I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think my daughter would actually have the like I think they, the, their generation they need there's nothing it's been we've had the, it's like disco. We've mm. had the same vacancy that disco gave us. In fact, I'm finding disco more interesting yeah. because it's so much more interesting than what's happening now. Definitely, you know? definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But they they haven't got that. That yeah, it's it's like everything's changed so much as you say that they haven't got those those musical references. Those those you know even picking up a book and reading a book and and, and stuff like that. Um, it's all, it's all, well, I'll tell you exactly what, it's all social media, and it's, you know, very quick. No, 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 okay, 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 let's, if we get down to the bottom, it's, um, it's, 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 um, it's the game, it's game theory, you know, I think, at the end of, like, Adam Curtis, when he talks about, in hypernormalization, when he's talking about, um, the reward system of, of, uh, what's built into social media, it's, it's now built into society to some degree, so, a lot of what we have to do fight with one another mm. you know and I don't mean that in a way like we should physically fight with one another yeah. but we have to fuck you you know like when I was one of one of the most powerful weirdies I was at the 100 club and like I'm doing little color balloons from opening recurse Colonna like and you know Felix is there and I've kind of signed with the label and and um his wife is there and you know they're they're uh they're southern and they're English and you know and all of that and uh, and everyone there, we're in the South of England, and I'm thinking, you know, this is great. This is where Joe Strong played, like, and this is where all these things happen. And, you know, this is historically, like, this, I wanted to do this all of life, you know? Mm. So I'm standing there, and the microphones just went, did, like, they, they just flash, and they go, and, you know, big fuck more, it's not that big of a deal. But uh, Sam, the guy that was their sound guy, he jumps up there and helps the, like, house sound guy. And, Unmute some because the guy leaned on the board and like muted the mm-hmm. microphones. And, uh, and so then we start playing little car balloons. And like it, it's in the middle of the week, and you know, it's like it's sold out, but like people are sitting down, so like it, they, 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 they could have sold it to where they packed it almost. And so, you know, it's but you know, I play Americana music, so mm-hmm. it's meant to be it, it's only intimate and works when you're playing in the north. Right. You know, yeah. where people are right there, and you're gonna have these great conversations. You're gonna build friendships, like you know, the guy that runs Longtread. Like we're still in touch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You and I are still in touch. Yeah. Um, like my uh, my bass player then, Tali, he moved to Durham. You know. Awesome. Um, and, and he got sick of uh, he got sick of bassing stuff and went in that area, and you know, wanted wanted to be up north because when you get up north, you know. You can do things like go, hey, lads, Chuck, you're alive. It's nice to be back in Ireland. And then somebody will go up the rock. And you can't, you, you would never hear that here, you know? Yeah. But it's because people are, they're not afraid to do it, mm. you know? And I think that 
story that no one can make sense of that doesn't make like has he been homeless he's been in prison and all of these things I never said all of these things but like whether they're true or not at this point some of them are mm-hmm. some things are true and some things aren't true but they weren't when they were written you know it's not like um, these things happen like you know we characterize everything but we don't actually allow things to exist and what I, what I think has to exist is powerful experiences that people are, are, are involved in my daughter I don't think she could conceptualize anything though that didn't include something that's already been done before she, she wouldn't have a native well, like what do you think with your kids like they well, they have like a native kind of way of going okay here's here's the music I love here's the thing I love but like here's what I want to do mm-hmm. you know just in, a, in an actual like without saying um, I want to do something like this it's funny that's what I'm for. yeah 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 it's, it's, it's weird like I've got I've got six kids, three boys, three girls, and like they're all sort of different ages, and I can definitely see in my eldest daughter, she's quite like me in terms of, um, and I didn't think she would be, but I think she, she's she's just turned sixteen, and I think she's really, yeah, yeah, she's she's really like, um, she's very tuned in to to, to the way I think, and I think that's just it. And I, whereas she like me, she like you, yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah. Very much so, and then you've got um, the, the 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 young girls. They're still, you know, they're very. I don't know what they get from me. I, I suppose it's like the the performance side. They they're always singing and dancing and acting and stuff. Um, but then, but then, but then, me, me middle boys are quite. They're 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 stuck in that vacuum of. We can't we can't we can't be different because we won't be cool if we if we if we if we, if we veer off. Like, you know, when you're in the South, 
of England and you do what I did during Little Bubbles and you, you yell, I know you Southern English cunts don't give a fuck anymore and you spit at them. They like it. They like it. They like it. So after the show, like, I thought that's it. There goes the record deal. I'm going to to make the record. And then I walk on stage and, and you know, Felix is really, 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 really lovely wife, Gee, just kind of went, she, she just went, oh, that was great, John. In a very Southern English accent. You know, right. and, 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 and he realized like her opinion, his opinion, their relationship to we're all, we're all very different people culturally. Um, where, where we come from, like how much money we have, you know, all of these kinds of things. Um, but we all agree, like all three of us there would agree. And I thought, you know, and too, it's like that was great. And I'm thinking, I fucking hated it because I didn't get to. Mm-hmm. No, I want to do this. I want those motherfuckers to shut up. Not that I want them to shut up, but I want them to not be such cunts. But they're mm-hmm. paying to go see a show that they're going to just sit there and talk through. Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't make any sense. Go sit outside and drink. You know, like, yeah, yeah. You know, no, 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 no. like, you're literally doing this to kind of go, oh, okay, we're here, but like, you know, looking at each other really, yeah. Well, no, I matter more. Yeah, they're, you're, you're, all they're doing is saying, I matter more, and my friends right here matter more. You know, well, then stay at home with your fucking friends. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. don't do something or, and engage the world. Or get the way out of the get, get the fuck out of the way of other people. Mm-hmm. And immediately when I did that, like older Irish Irish folks that are either in London or that um that have that had come over, but I think most of them were there, just started yelling shit like Chuck Yala and Al and like fuck you. And, I mean, you know, because the anger is there, mm-hmm. you know, and the anger is there for a real reason. And it's not it's not about borders. It's about class, and it's about you know what I mean? Totally. It's about like, totally. I mean, and, and it's about the reality that when I play in the North of England, like I know, I know now why Neil Young did ten dates in Scotland and mm-hmm. and out, out the north It's because you guys like rock and roll. Yeah. You can't always trust them down south. You might, you know, they mm-hmm. might not. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Week, you know, because they might have, they might have been told earlier in that week that like, um, Fred Perry was no longer hip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Um, they, might, they might have been told during that week that like it's, it's unacceptable but the Guardian might have told them that it's unacceptable like you know like I don't know I saw the strangest review last week like Sarah Sharon just she she asked me like what I thought of I can't remember the name of these these two women that are like hip hop stuff and I love hip hop I, re- I really love hip hop I mean the mm. first stuff that I played on was like I played on a I played a guitar line on um on the Youngbloods track, so it had like Big Boy from Outcast on it and stuff. Mm. And I just, it's just a loop, like, um, or like the stuff on the recordings, like the, the work, like, um, the Triple Six Mafia stuff that was on Hustle and Flow, like, and the soundtrack of that, you know, mm. like, it's hard out here for a pimp and all that. But, um, like, these, these two women, nothing about the music was actually interesting. It was hypersexualized. And they're aggressively sort of like presenting it, or maybe they're being told. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're not the ones filming themselves and all that. But what I what I really thought was this isn't nearly as good as Missy Elliott, mm. <laughs> you know. Or this mm. isn't nearly as good as like you know the miseducation of Lauren Hill, mm. you know. If you want to promote women like black women <clears throat> making music, please promote people that are fucking good, yeah, and not people that are just hypersexualized and shit you know like totally totally and, and quit telling me that Beyonce is fucking 
like lemonade, lemonade was interesting and all that, but it wasn't earth shattering. Like it's not, yeah. you know what I mean? Definitely. There are people out there that are doing incredibly, incredibly interesting things. There's women out there that are doing incredibly interesting things. It's just not the things, you know, that, that like society may, that may want, want them to be doing, but like, I, I don't know how you feel about your daughter, but like this is the way I feel about mine. I really don't feel now that there's any way for me to raise her. Mm. She's raising me. She's yeah, raising yeah. me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I kind of, I want her to find, I want her to find fully that, that thing that I felt when I was about her age when, um, when I kind when I heard the clash and I thought, yeah, fuck this shit, man. Fuck this. I can fight these people. Fuck mm. this. Mm. Like, I get what that guy is saying. And in that way, I think, you know, when Bono says that Joe Strummer was the prophet after he died, I thought, oh, that's a little much, Bono. But, like, at least he's saying one thing that's maybe kind of true. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that he was. And I, and I think that, you know, there's a torch there. And I, I would really like for my daughter to not just feel that, like, Katniss Everdeen or a uh, character in a movie like Divergent or, what, or like, whatever, like, the, to, to, to be... To be to oppose things, she's got to identify with anyone that she can take inspiration from the world around her and mm. do it. Mm. Like, what is that world around her? It's funny, isn't it? She's going back to the same place the kids did. Now, I was going back a little further to, like, I don't know how old you are. You I'm, for, I'm, 40, old. I'm 43, so, you know. Two years older than me, so, like, you and I, like, and because you're over there, you would have heard the Clash a lot of this yeah, stuff yeah. before before I would have but then at the same time like I, somehow I heard the Clash when I was like 17 mm. and it and it or 18 and it changed I'd heard them before but I mean I really heard them you know yeah. and started obsessively listening and then uh, television became like this obsessive thing and like loads of things like this you know but like mm. um, but like it was like a it was like a wake up call kind of thing you know and like I don't think that there's there's like a call to arms kind of thing really I mean when when we were in Memphis we were kicked out of every that band that I was in first band was kicked out of every venue that we um, that we ever played except for one because they thought that it was important that at some point they let us play again when we could reform because then they were the only people that could do it you know mm. it was really ridiculous and, um, and that was the that was maybe not the point of it but it just you know, to push against all of that, it was worth doing. Um, mm. It didn't it didn't make any sense at the time, but like now it does. You know, so um, is it my responsibility to just? I mean, this is uh, you know, kind of I don't yeah. know. It's a question I'm asking you because I think you know, like our daughters, yeah, like these daughters that are the same age, is it our responsibility to represent for them the same thing that? Like say older people a little bit older than us are going, Hey, you really need to check out this record, you know? I would I would say definitely I would say definitely it's sort of I've always even parenting has now become (laughs) recommendations of good music and literature. So it's all about man. That's what it's all about, well, and if you can give that to somebody, you know, I, I had I had um, one of a good friend of mine, right? He uh, he he died sadly, he killed himself. But one of the things, uh, oh, it, was, it was it was a it was you know it was a, it was a while ago now, yeah, and, and 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 um, 
the one thing I can say that he did do for us was that he introduced us to Jack Kerouac. Um, he introduced me to he introduced me to the Smiths, uh, American Music Club, all these great bands and and things that I would never have sort of um, even uh, had the chance to sort of it went on, went on my radar and it, and he gave us that and I think that's the most powerful um, it's a powerful thing that anybody could do for anybody really is 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 to enrich them enrich them in in sort of good. Um, Almost, it's not like um, it's you're not just gonna give that away for free. or sort of give it anybody. It's entrusted. You give it to the people that you sort of you believe in and you you know you are good friends with. And that's those recommendations, those playlists, those those mixtapes that you made for friends when you were when you were kids. You know they wouldn't be given to just anybody. You'd be making that no. tape for that person, no. thinking about them. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? 
taste. She told me she hated my music. And, I mean, <laughs> that, really, that really made me try to make better music. But, you know, I knew that, that was bullshit. Um, now, she's, she's basically trying to outdo me by, I mean, you know, like I left the piano with her, um, and she just acted like she didn't give a damn. Now she's um, playing songs for me over the, you know, over her, like, chest. Like this, and I'm going, well, dude, I thought you were talking about we were going to learn this thing. Ah, you, you already know it. This is messing me up. She's like, I just need you to sing, please. I'm like, God, like, why don't you just join my bench? Because, like, it'll be, I'll be better. You know? <laughs> it will be, though. And, you know, and I think the, 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 the resonance of is that she, you know, she she's doing that with this huge cast. So we really are in a place where we get to kind of be kids again, man. Yeah, yeah. If, if we really embrace, you know, the world as it is, and if we quit looking, these like, what is the government other than a business mm-hmm. at this point? You know what I mean? Like, like what has Boris Johnson done for you lately? Like, really? Absolutely, for like, all. Uh, okay. So, like, and, like, why is America, like, I mean, the, the arms industry has done a great job when there's incredible numbers of guns on the streets and not one American could shoot the could shoot the president. <laughs> and that has been done multiple times in American history, right? Not one person could take one of those guns that has longer ranges than... A twenty-two rifle, like you know, or whatever they say, shot JFK or other people, like small caliber rifles. One person could have taken a shot, and no one did. But because this is what you like, this is this is the problem. I think government people, you know, populations, they get their, they get the leaders that they deserve. And I'm not talking about northerners. Mm. I'm talking about this is, this is he is a product of of, of, of Southern English. Yep. Hypocrisy and high-handedness. He is a product of, um, he, he is a product of nepotism. He is a product of toxicity. He's a product of his dad's tiny, you know what I mean? His, yeah, his, he's his dad's too, right? Tiny ego. I mean, him, Rory Stewart, all these people who you know want to talk about the spy kind of game, or you know, all of the, all the, all the propaganda, all this nonsense. Like it's, 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 it's such a wonderful distraction being done by people who, with, with accents that are indicative of about what percent of the population. Yeah. Right? You yeah. know, fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah. You know? Like, fuck them and fuck Donald Trump. Like, this is a guy who's declared bankruptcy twice no, like, no. since in the 80s, you know? So, like, we kind of, we're, we're in this time when this is far worse than the Thatcher years. This is far worse than when Crass did the feeding of the 5,000, you know, and, like, used all that money to then effectively buy their way into politics and, and to make fun of Roger Daltrey and everyone else, like, you know? Like, mm-hmm. we're in a much worse time. We're not worse, but a more worse, better, whatever. We're in a, we're in a time now we can actually do something about something, like, here, you know? A hundred years after, you know, 1916, we're finally in a place where the government is being exposed to be what it actually is. You know, we've got a guy who's not really Tishuk, you know, is sitting there um, in power as if he is Tishuk, and, uh, and neither him nor the Tishuk, neither Leo Gregor or Michal Martin, were actually gained the vote to be where they are. But but one but they both one of them looks liberal to the outside world or neoliberal to the outside world. It's incredibly conservative, you know, in another way, like, 
You know what I mean? There's something that transcends um, our ideas about the way the economy should be or the way that anything should be when we just let go and we're in a moment with other human beings and we let ourselves know them. You know what I mean? And like rock and roll is one of the greatest tools to do that. So, you know, we should use that now. And, you know, that's, that's like with this record, like I think what I just said, I think that's, I'm trying to move out of, I'm trying to move into a place where I know exactly, not, not what I'm doing, but I know what road I'm on, mm, you know? Yeah. I, can, I, I can feel it now. It's a really strange, strange path, isn't it? I mean, like you and I, I remember when we were talking last and you were talking about, um, you know, the, um, the work, like the, the, the creative work that, 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 that you, that you've been doing and are considering doing and, yeah. and like this, because you, you were talking about this at the time and, you know, I think this is, this is the time when it was, it was great to hear from me because it's like, this is, um, this is something that you're doing that is going to change. Um, you know, it, it does that. I and mean, we're having a conversation now about, you know, about these issues, right? These types of things. And, uh, and people can listen to it and maybe somebody will go, yeah, fuck that weird guy with that strange accent. Is in our own this so he, he, what are you saying? True. You know, I should start a fucking band and burn a building down. Fucking well, <laughs> right. Seriously. It is, yeah, definitely. It's about a book and it's about a book and a fashion. This is going to be a record that comes out that goes, I bought fertilizer and brake fluid. Who the hell am I supposed to trust? That's the first line. That is children. That's how you make a bomb. That's how Timothy McVeigh did it. Yeah. And that is how the IRA did it at Narrow Waters. And that's why Lord Louis Mountbatten went boom. You know? So, like, like that. And he's beautiful. Um, like most of that. I mean, like all of that. You know what I mean? Like, like Definitely. Like, I mean, in this time where we got to get these kids to like, man, we got to get these kids into... Get them motivated. And we'll do it through music and creativity and love and, and passion. And that's what it's all about. And I think you've encapsulated it perfectly there, John. You've been absolutely... You've been wonderful to speak to. I'm going to show you something. Wow. And this is by, by pure chance. Um, oh, where is it? Okay. So we talked about Morrissey before. That... Yeah. You probably can't see the ticket. You probably can't see the ticket properly, but that. I can. I can. I can. That was um, when I went to see. Yeah, yeah. I went to see Moz. That was September two thousand four. I took me. I took me dad, um, and I lost him in the crowd, but I managed to get a bit of Morrissey's shirt. So that's. that's oh, what... <laughs> man, look at you! Oh, Jimmy, come on, come on. You don't have to open it up. Just cut me off a little piece. All right. What I'm saying is, see, the hell messed up is this. We're effectively, what I realized at that Mars show, right, was that I'm there with these guys, and I'm kind of looking at Jose, and, 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 I mean, the crowd was primarily, like, they were all, they were all Mexican for the most part. It was brilliant. They were all guys who I thought, you know, like, this dude, man, he can't cry because he's got a teardrop tattoo. Mm. I mean, seriously, like, the person's got teardrop tattoos, it's probably because they killed and I'm not asking questions, you know. I'm terrified, insulted. And then all of a sudden, these guys are in tears, and it's like a healing kind of thing. I was like, holy shit, what's going on? And I'm kind of looking at it from a distance, but then, you know, I realized later, like, no, nah, it's because it's the same thing that for years, it's like when I would do Little Color Balloons, the set list would say Mississippi Morrissey. You know? Mm. Like, it's because I get what he's doing, you know? Like, I, I mean, I think I like him. You know, I love his stuff that much. It's an incredible, it's, you know, I, is he not one of the, do you think history will remember him? He's one of the most oh, well, like, sure of it out, yeah. obnoxiously 
what is it that like when when I said that the other night when I was tripping balls, I, I, you know, and we got in this discussion about like what is what's his what's his goal, you know? Because in the end, like I, so I was saying, you know, I don't know, and thinking about you know things and stuff like when when he talks about the YWCA and so I think he's not his, his his sexuality is the thing that he sort of stepped away from. So the people would transfer things on to him mm. in that way too. And Mick was saying, I don't think he's gay, you know, mm. like in, in that way. No, I think I, I mean I, I know I know he has a boyfriend in, in Tijuana, but what that means I don't know. You know, mm. Mm. like all these things are really interesting. It's all kind of coming around at a time when I can turn my daughter on to this stuff, and as she's in a place where gender and sexuality, the fluidity, you know, exists for them to. Like actually, kind of, you know, see who they really are, as opposed to being told by the world. You know, this is where you fit. Like she can, she can listen to that stuff and go, "Yeah, this shit's funny," mm-hmm. in a way that I wasn't allowed to, you know, or that that wasn't even allowed. That we weren't even allowed. It wasn't even. We weren't allowed near it. I mean, my when I was growing up, my the woman who worked for my mother, Missy. Well, not for, but they worked at the antique shop together. Missy. Mm-hmm. Um, lived on the same street as Michael Stipe, you know, in, in, in Athens. She didn't, she, she, she didn't listen to any of that. Like, she didn't, she didn't know. This is the re- same reason why my mother called me one time and said, do you know of, a, of, a, of an English guitarist named Jonathan Mar- Morris? And I said, no. Huh? <laughs> and then I realized after a minute, she called me John, John Morris, right? And she goes, oh, well, he's, he's really lovely. We're having one. And I was like, Mom, you're calling with your college buddies like that have been wrecked outside of Oxford you know every year they go get twisted um and go back together they work on that Modest Mouse record and so she and right. I rock and she goes well, so I'm sitting with a guy I broke and I was like oh god mom get away from him <laughs> I was thinking like I've done dope with him you know like years <laughs> before but but, but you that you know like Johnny Ross one of the love these people that you know he's saying really good conversation on that they had a great time talking to her and all this kind of stuff. And I thought, like, you know, this whole, this whole kind of thing is blasted to the point that, like, I really hope that our kids connect to it in the same way that, that we did. And if there hasn't been, I hope that I've given, I hope that people, I know, you know, I, people like Mark Eitzel, you know, or mm-hmm. people like me, or people like Coslick, or even, you know, like, you know, the war on drugs can suck his dick. He just wanted to play guitar with them. Like, mm-hmm. and that became such an inflammatory comment that, if you know Mark, you go, like, my gay friends in San Francisco are really upset. Like, the ones that I know anyway, and I'm sure that I can type things. But, like, my friends who are gay are really upset that he was called, you know, like, like a, a misogynist or a dick for, or anything for saying that. Because they knew what he meant, and they mm. loved that. They, they love the character that he is and that he plays. They know him, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, so the separation between... I hope our kids don't enter into the world of fear, you know, that, that exists right now. This kind of, if you do this, you know, they could totally wipe you off the map, you know, like you can be canceled, you can be, you know, whatever, you know? No, just, like, I think, I think, I'm hoping that our kids are able to trust themselves in the same way that, you know, that we have to remind ourselves to trust ourselves again now, mm-hmm. you know? And I hope, I hope that, like, like, you know, like when I see like Matt, McMahon and like I played a bit on that on his record as well but like the thing that he did was you know he kind of came for years he he wasn't making records and 
and he played with the specials. He played he's doing the dead sixties thing and um, and then I realized while we're working on the thing, fuck I've seen you twice in California. Mm. You know? Um and this is amazing. Um and uh and um and then he, he you know, as this record gets finished, I was really proud of him and proud of the record because it's like it's so scalzer. Mm. You know? Mm. And I was like trying to get him into desperate scouts wives. I was like, Man, he's kinda mad like there's the whole like this is representative of something much larger, but the record that he went for and that he made is there's no filler on it and it's a true record, you know, and it's like it's one that I could you could hear working on the radio in in, 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 in strange ways and you're kinda of thinking, like, this is a guy who later, after he's done all of this stuff, you know, instead of doing this comfortable thing, he goes, Fuck it. I'm just gonna make this rock and roll record that's King in places and it's like it's it's jammy, you know, it's like you know, it's like Weller and other places or it's like you know, it's and it's got the kind of rock or like rock city thing that keeps coming back and you know, it's 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 just drummerish and all like it's mm-hmm. kinda of almost like, you know, a mescalero kind of thing. And uh and and, and, and it's something that someone chooses to do after they've decided and experienced, you know, all of the bullshit of the industry that is just falling apart at our feet right now, you know? Mm. Like, we're at a time when we can we can build it, you know, and, and, and it, can be, it can be ours again, you know? Definitely. And I hope, that, I hope that it's not our ideas doing it, but I hope it's our kids. Definitely. Know? No, no, definitely. Yeah. I think yeah, I think you're spot on there. And what I'll do is I'll I'll, I'll break all all sort of rules in there. I'll speak to you later, but I'll I will I'll cut a bit of this shirt off and I'll send it down to you where you where, where you're living at the moment. You know you know whatever you want. To. Like, is there anything that you've been listening to uh, lately that you would just say you gotta 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 go to? Yeah yeah yeah. I would say there's a new lad. He's from Manchester. Um, he's he's been a, right. he's been on the scene for about fifteen years, but hasn't got really the acclaim that that he should have. But um, big recommendation, um, Liam Frost, uh, the last key kid. Um, he did, he did Liam Frost. Yeah, so he's he's had a, he's had three albums out. One with the slow down band, uh, one just titled oh. Liam Frost, and his latest one is Liam Frost and the last key kids. But um, he's he's I also think, he's I also like, like like we ain't got no money, honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah, um, really really good. Um, which which record would you say to start with? Is is it one of him or one of the? I would start. I would start with the uh, the very first one, which has actually just been pressed on uh, on on vinyl again, um, and it's uh, show me how the Spectres dance the um, the Liam Frost and the Slowdown family. That was his first okay. album, and and then he's and then you can just work your way through. I think after that is the the show me the money. That's the uh, the second one and the latest ones the the Latchkey Kids, but. He's, He's also um he's also got a new project out called The Fountainhead, uh, and they've just brought one song out called uh, In Chrysalis, and it's it's really good. But I'll definitely definitely check him out. Um, okay. And there's another guy as well who you might like um called Liverpudlian guy called Robert Vincent, and he's got like. Oh, I know Robert. I yeah. know Robert. And I do like Robert, and uh, I, I I like Robert um as a human being as well. Like uh, he's a good. He's Great good, uh, Definitely. Um, definitely.
Right. You know what I mean? Like, so we became pretty good buddies in about an hour and a half, you know? Um, and then hung out for the day and got twisted that night. Really, really good guy. Um, also, uh, like, uh, I, I, lately, like, Matt has turned me on to some stuff like, um, like, um, oh, fuck. Um, well, like, I've turned him into this, on to some stuff. Like, and here, here, I'm curious if you remember this, but, like, mm-hmm. I bet you do. He did. Um, Gavin Clark, you know? Mm-hmm. Son Hell. Yeah. You know, you know, like I, I was really shocked that Matt didn't didn't know that. So, but I guess he was in Brighton, right? So mm, yeah, you might not have heard, it and then he died. Mm. Um, there, there's a lot of stuff that came out of Liverpool that was relative to. There's a whole lot of Liverpool like music mm. that, 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 that that like head, you know, like my yeah. head, like like that stuff. Like is I mean, there's a there's a whole fire some suggestions because off the top of my head I mean I've always got loads of like new oh, stuff that I'm listening to I'll, I'll, I'll send you some links um, and I'll, 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 I'll get this thing sent on to you as well but um, honestly it's been love speaking to you uh, keep well keep yeah. keep individual keep wearing the hats well, and uh, you know keep fighting the good thing can I ask you one question that you can, you can you're welcome to include this like on the podcast yeah so Yeah. When you say that's right, when you do, all right. So, um, so given that, like, I'm not, we, we, nobody makes funny music. I'm, I want to leave for a cult. Mm. You know, like I think that, like, people love serial killers and cults these days. Mm. And so I'm thinking, I want to leave for a cult. But like, if I leave for the cult, like that means that even if I'm the leader of the cult or what, however mm-hmm. that works out, kind of unimportant. It's unimportant because I'll be dead and she'll be the sort of the first female messiah of a pope. Yeah, yeah, the, like the pope. Like, you know, the pope is cult, even because like, everything, all this church, like, everything's cult anyway, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. She's like, oh, come on, bro. And I was like, listen, you just need to tell me. And so I want, like, to know what your opinion is. Do you think that, um, do you think that, like, it should be a murder cult, a suicide cult? And they, I, I 
Sorry, you're only out. I'll, I'll give you all five, but really, yeah. I'll leave one all because okay, murder cult, suicide cult, LSD cult, or sex cult, um, or UFO cult, which that, I think is kind of boring. LSD cult. Well, well, see, okay, so this is what Evie argued about that. She said, she said, don't they all have to kind of start that way? <laughs> yeah. Like there has to be the element of you know people are being manipulated to some degree using a psychedelic drug, right? And, and I personally will go out with LSD from the beginning just because it's fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, LSD is a, a great, a great substance. But after that, like Aiden Gillen, like he said to me, you know, I told him that uh, like Amy's second thing was, you know, dude. Are you gonna are you gonna kill people? And I was like, well, listen, if you wanted a murder call, your daddy loves you, and he loves you, you know, more than he could possibly love anything else in this world. So obviously, yeah, I'll kill everything else that I don't love as much as you if I have to. But that's your choice. Because you're the one that's gonna inherit the call. She's like, ah, uh, I don't want a murder call. And I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> you could have you could have gone down the kind of Dexter route. You could have taken out some bad guys or whatever. Um, so you want a suicide call? She's like, ah. Uh, and then but Aiden said this. Do they not all kind of end in suicide cults? Like, he said that everything's fine. It's all great until somebody until somebody needs to be sacrificed. Hmm. I mean, that's a... It, uh, it's a... Ah, ah, would really just go down the route of the LSD cult, make lots of good yeah. music, make lots of good music, and just... Exactly, you switch it up. Thanks very much for speaking to us. Keep in touch, and I'll I'll be in touch. I'll send some recommendations on and such. All right. Wasn't that an absolute belter? Absolutely fantastic. Hope to hear again from him very soon. John Murray, everyone.
As always, guys, you can email the show at Geordie Chanter, postbag delivery at mailtoart.com, and you can request who we speak to week to week, uh, whether it be celebrity, artists, or folk of interest. Uh, and we will endeavour uh, to our best abilities to get those folks on the show uh, for your entertainment. Just a quick reminder, uh, if you do like what you hear, please share, tell everyone about it, like, subscribe and all the uh, usual places for podcasts. Uh, it really does help. Thank you. See you next week, Chanters. Peace and love.